everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 376. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. I am Mako-chan. Somebody's dragging ass tonight. <laughs> or do Ichigo, we... are you muted? She might have stepped out. No. No? No, she just wrote... She's not muted, and we can't hear her. We cannot hear you at all, my lady. And she says balls. Well, I always knew she was Italian. Language. <laughs> what? It's <laughs> a legitimate excuse. Skype hates us, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, pretty much. It. She probably needs to reset her settings if you're running Skype version eight or. Unplug and replug in the mic- your microphone or something. I, I I don't know. It's not registering my mic at all. Fucking Skype. Uh, I heard something. I heard Is it working? There we go. Yes. All right. Hey, Jesus. I haven't unplugged. I haven't touched this computer at all. But I'm Ichigo Gummy. Yay. I was on here. My mic was fine. Uh, it was all good. And I didn't have anything muted. Nothing had changed. No settings had changed. This is my podcasting computer, so I don't touch anything on Skype. But Skype can suck a bag of donut holes. All right. Well, and compared to the time that we tried to do the show on Discord. Yeah. I gladly prefer Skype any day. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, when I record my other podcast, it's perfectly fine on Discord. So I don't know what the hell is going on. Wee! This is fun! Technology! Okay. Oh, good lord. She got she got to the vino. Someone take it from her. No, I'm actually just caffeinated. Well, well close enough. Maybe you need to cut down on, on a little bit here and there. Nope. <laughs> that means murder. Alright, alright, alright. We are live tonight, week of September 25th, 2018, here on the VOG Network. We're here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern with replays Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clubs such as Merc, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesearch.net. The chat room is VOG, V-O-G, or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash network where you can click on an IRC link that will bring you into into the chat if you're running Chatzilla. You can also find us at webchat.gamesurge.net. Again, the chat room is VOG, V-O-G. And we're also on Discord. You can find us at vognetwork.com slash Discord, and you'll be joining the chat with the rest of us. I mean, a separate chat, but you'll see a channel for each of the live shows on here, and then some. Uh, let me go ahead and turn on uh, the live, and wait. Didn't even punch in a number 376. And there we go. 
So go ahead. Chat room is live. I mean, the show is live. Earn your VOG points. If you are listening on a on our podcast feed, there will be a passphrase somewhere in this episode. When you hear it, head on over to vognetwork.com and go for it and put in the phrase and earn some VOG points. So we're going to go around the room. How was your week? How was your day? Let me adjust the volume before I actually blow out somebody's ear. Ari. Well, yeah, I was uh, away for last week, but hey, I'm back now. Uh, welcome back. Now, uh, <clears throat> you know, over the past week, I was trying to uh, order the new camera and bundle off off of uh, Amazon. And hang on, I'll bring it back. Mm-hmm. And I had a huge pain in the ass, you know, actually getting it to me. Yeah. I ordered it last week, like, well, last Sunday, actually, and it was supposed to be delivered the following Tuesday. It didn't get to me. So I called up, I was calling UPS, I was calling Amazon, and apparently, you know, getting <clears throat> getting a package to an apartment complex is advanced calculus for them because they had no idea what to do. I had an image in my mind of it. UPS driver just wandering around the parking lot for a little bit, just going, eh, I tried, and then just fucking off. Mm. Oh, the camera itself is a PowerShot SX530, by the way. Nice, nice. So, you know, I'm, I'm going th- through Amazon's website, you know, their help system, through UPS's website, through help, their help system. I talked to about a dozen different people. I want to, and, Wednesday, I finally get it to, like, okay, I'll just go pick it up at the nearest, you know, UPS store. Right. You know, after work. But when I got there, they just decided that, yeah, we threw it all back in the store, which is because it was attached to, like, the main, you know, facility for the area. Ugh. Where it'd be, like, you know, processed through all their, uh, like, all right, where's this package going? Where's it? You know, that sort of thing. So I'm on the verge of having a fucking aneurysm at this point. And I, I finally, after like talking to like three or four more people decide, okay, it'll be there on t- Thursday after work. So that's why I did it. You know, drove right over to, to the UPS store and managed to finally pick it up. Mm-hmm. And during the process, of like Wednesday night, I got a message from Amazon saying that, yeah, we refunded your entire order. What? Because I'd ask them, like, yeah, since you fucked up the shipping, can you, like, give me, like, my money back for the expedited shipping? Okay. And they're like, yeah, okay. And then I just decided, yeah, we're going to ref- We just decided, okay, we're just going to refund your entire purchase now. Hey, even better. No, 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 no. It didn't start like that. I, I had interpreted it as they're going to just cancel the order and send it back, at which point I would have leapt across the counter and fucking throttled somebody. Oof. But yeah, I just expected to get the money back on the shipping and, you know, pay they pay down my credit card mm-hmm. that I put it on. But yeah, that's how it ended up turning up. The entire the entire two hundred and seventy some odd dollars got refunded and I got my camera anyway. Yeah, and I was sit on that money for at least a week just in case they realized they made an error and they pull that money back. Yeah, I'm I'm going to keep my mouth shut about it. No, no, don't. I mean, 
they they process all of that so you know hey and uh, oh yeah this i had the camera because i wanted to take it with me to a cube on a sea weekend yeah and i use it uh, i use it not, not as much as i wanted to but it takes pretty good pictures well you gotta post a couple i gotta see how they look mm -hmm. maybe i will in the next couple of days or so sounds like a plan Plus, one of the things in the bundle is this little adapt, this little USB adapter. You just stick the card in the back and stick it in the USB slot. Works just as good as, you know, writing in the machine. Actually, believe it or not, if you put the memory card directly in, it dumps the pictures a lot quicker. Huh? Yeah, because if remember, if it's going through USB, it is using battery power. If you're just putting the memory card in, it just dumps a lot quicker, and sometimes, you know. It, sometimes Windows will see, oh, it's a camera. Let's dump it through our photo app. Don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it'll do it, sometimes it won't. I just find that just dumping it from the memory card is just a lot quicker. Yeah. And, well, that's... That's also been... That's pretty much been it for me. It, there's some other work-related stuff that uh, I'll get into next time. Cool. Because cool. it's kind of complicated. Cool. Okay, next up is Mako-chan, and before we begin, I decided to slightly adjust her background music for How Was Your Week, How Was Your Day. I think she's going to like it. Ready, Mako? Yeah. Mako-chan, how was your week, how was your day? I don't know, I can't hear what song you picked. What about now? Nope. Now? Yes. <laughs> that is definitely up there as one of my favorite opening themes. But yes, yeah, so I this past week... <laughs> this past week was Q. You know, the yearly relaxation trip. Uh... Other than that, I was recovering from my root canal, mm. and now my tongue really hurts, and I'm hoping that I didn't do a stupid thing with my tongue ring, and that my tongue isn't infected, so yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. So I'm going to keep that out, and, uh... Use a little bit of Listerine tonight, and hopefully, whatever is wrong will be fixed by the morning. Yay! Yay! Or in this case, hooray booze! Sure. <laughs> Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? Well, uh, barring Skype trying to murder me, um, no, I'm kidding. Um, it was good. Uh... It was kind of a busy weekend. It was kind of strange. Um, yeah. I ended up piecing out to Pennsylvania and uh, doing a steampunk show, which was a lot of fun. Nice. And then um, a surprise trip to PA Ren Fair, which is something I've never done before. So that was exciting. I'm um, probably later. I'm going to probably show you some pictures of from my friends who went, just in case you saw them, because I know one of them was. I think one of them was performing. I don't remember. Were they there on Sunday, or were they there on Saturday? Probably, knowing them, both days. 
I would not be surprised. I get I have many friends who buy season tickets to either the PA Ren Fair or the Maryland Ren Fair. Mm. Um, I usually just go to one Ren Fair a year. Um, in this particular case, there were some weird stories about racism and stuff at the Maryland Ren Fair. So oh, I was like, I'm going to avoid that. God. Yeah, I'm going to just go to another fair that uh, doesn't have a problem with that right now. I think and, I think Mako Chan was telling me some story about some shenanigans like that at one of the Ren Fairs. Yeah, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna peace out. I'm gonna go to this other one. Fuck um, this it was shit also helpful out. that I was in Pennsylvania, so I decided to go and check it out. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, basically just a little drive there and a little drive back, but obviously with traffic because they have apparently had construction going on on one of the main highways uh, for many years now and continually will be for many more years. It took about four hours for a two and a half hour drive. Yay. Ouch. And uh, so that was fun. But other than that, it was a fun little show. Um, and I'll probably go back next year because it was it, it was interesting. It was the Clock Museum, the National Clock and Watch Museum, which I didn't know was a thing. Um, but it's really nice to be able to say that I've actually shown my fashions at a Smithsonian institution. Ha <laughs> ha, resume. Yay. <laughs> Well, my weekend day was basically pretty good. Um, we all did the podcast staff retreat, which was barbecue and booze. And I happened to show up with extra bonus booze for the weekend, purely by accident. Hey, I ain't, I ain't you know, fronting you for it. That was neither, great. Neither am I, but I'm just, I'm just kind of uber shocked by it. So, you know... Uh, that that was pretty fun, and I ended up bringing some extra food and stuff, so it was fun. We we had good times. The hotel stunk as a whole. Oh, God. We really have bad issues with hotels. Yeah. Yeah, this one's going straight on the, the we're not going to fuck here again next year list. Yeah, the problem is that the two hotels that we actually really liked by the next year were um sold and looking to be under construction Mm -hmm. which goes to show that the good hotels are um doing bad i guess i I honestly don't know that's but, you know, I think next year we're probably going to point up extra cash and be, do a little bit more of a fine dining hotel or something. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out something more, much more new and improved, hopefully, thankfully, and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Double down for one night. Even better. Even better. Yeah. So, I just want to give y'all some updates. Um... Um, I probably won't be reminding everyone about this as much. Um, by the end of this year, going into 2019, probably first month of 2019, we'll be transitioning to Twitch TV. So you'll be seeing our ugly mugs on TV, on Twitch. Um, that's how we'll be doing the podcast. I will still, I will still be recording. I'll still be doing an audio dump. So that's not going away. You'll just be able to watch us live and. And I just realized I have to start wearing a shirt now. 
That sounds like a personal problem. It kind of is, because I sit here like I'm ready to go to bed. Sucks for you. I have to put on pants. Sucks for you guys. I got to put on my face. Wait, exactly. wait, 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 wait. Or the Michael Myers shit gets real. Wait. <laughs> put on pants, Ari? Is, the, is your webcam that much of a wide view? Wide view? I'm just saying... That the resolution. What are you saying? I'm saying, are you? I'm, what I'm saying is, is your webcam that has a high resolution that is, shows your whole body? No, I'm just having it on top of one of my monitors. Okay. I was just making a joke. Okay. No, because it I, just means no standing during the show. That's what I was gonna say. It just means you can't stand up. Yeah, because I don't. Yeah, but on the plus side, I have like. 30 to 40 different anime and geek and convention shirts, I will probably make an attempt to wear a different shirt every week. <laughs> and you might hear me go, holy shit, I forgot I even had this shirt. Or how did I get this, you know? <sighs> anyway, um, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. And when we get back, we got, we're going to, briefly discuss some of our favorite cartoons uh we got some news strange news from japan and some cool music interludes so let me pull up winamp here let me move things over to where it's supposed to be all right so we'll be back after these messages we'll be right back
the show. All right, so let's do a quick round, uh, round, round table here. So, you know, part of the reasons why, as a kid, we got up early was we wanted to catch some of the new cartoons that were coming up before going to school. So I'm gonna re- one of the reasons why we, re- we got home early from school was to check out what was coming on after school. And also, it was part of the reason why we would get up early on Saturday and Sunday mornings. Once you realize you've watched all those episodes, you kind of slept in. So, let's see. For me, I remember getting up early for Voltron. I also remember getting up early for Sailor Moon. I think that's everybody on the show right now. I never got up early for cartoons. What kind of a childhood did you lead? One where all the cartoons I wanted to watch came on after, or all the days that I was sick I spent watching TV. You lucky bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember getting up early, getting up at 5.30 in the morning to watch Dragon Ball. God. Oh, man. Uh, I See, coming home, I, re- I made sure I was home in time to catch uh, Batman animated series, X-Men, uh, Thundercats. I also remember getting up early for... Uh, Silverhawks, and if you if you don't if you listen to the pre-show, I try to mix it up, and I threw in some stuff from the early '80s that you might not have heard, like Cubert, Pac-Man, you know, one of the. Oh, I remember those. Yeah, and one of the uh, theme songs to Scooby-Doo. On the second break, I had thrown in some more cool st- retro stuff. I, I do do know that my jam. I made sure I was up early Saturday morning for Captain and the Game Master and all the and all the shows. Those those I re- that was my joint right there. What about y'all? I definitely remember Captain N. Yeah, I thought it was awesome, but the you know the interpretations of Mega Man and a uh, Pit. They Mega didn't high. Like... <laughs> oh, and. and... We're not getting into Simon Belmont. Oh, that vain motherfucker. <laughs> that version of Simon Belmont. Oh, God. I, I, I think I prefer Simon Yagami to that version of Simon Belmont. Mm. I wish that was you, you, an unlocked You don't know smash. what I mean when I say that, do you? No, but I kind of wish that. that was. A, I wish that was a skin for, bro, for the Smash, though. You know, come on. Some, some hack will turn it into it. <laughs> anyway, Simon Yagami was the name for a... That since the artist who did Castlevania Judgment also worked on Death Note, mm-hmm. it's very obvious, you know, who is who, you know, like what face is going on which character. So Simon Belmont was pretty much like Yagami in a in all in a leather outfit with a whip. Ah. And he had a tattoo, and he had some like. Latin shit tattooed around his neck. <laughs> what other cartoons? I mean, that that was your joints growing up. Ari, huh? Oh, what was your any other favorite cartoons growing up? Well, you had the staples like Ninja Turtles and Transformers yeah. and whatnot. I remember like like seeing the. Uh, you know, shit like Power Rangers and X Men on the uh, Fox. Mm, Fox Kids, yeah. Fox Kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Though I didn't really know what anime and Sailor Moon were until I got into high school. Yep. 
So yeah, it was, you know, stuff like that. All right, uh, Mako-chan. Did we lose her? Hello. Yes. Your uh, your cartoons your, that you enjoy growing up with. I watched everything. <laughs> oh God. Then again, when there... no, when I was sick and home from school, I would have Nickelodeon on from Nick Jr. all until it changed back over into, you know, teenage stuff. Uh, on the weekends, I would wake up and watch one channel while the other channel recorded so that I could go back and watch the stuff on the other channel because shit aired at the same time. Oh, yeah. I used to do the whole commercial flip back and forth, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I, 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 I had my VCR. I recorded it. Aren't you spoiled? Mm. And then I didn't have to worry about rushing home because I recorded all the afternoon shit, too. Uh, but, yeah, I liked my Disney afternoons. I liked my Disney cartoons on Saturdays. But I, I basically, I watched everything. I really, really enjoy animation, so... By the way, we we have quick uh, quick semi breaking news. We have a brand new um, Bowsette fan art. Oh God! Oh boy! I, I think I think Mako's been waiting for this one. Oh God! Shadowette. No, I posted that last night. You did? Yes, I, I posted one last night. I totally missed that one. Yeah, it was very lightly inked. Well, I'm sharing it now, so maybe this is the fully inked version. But not not to like derail, but we've already have. I'm really really loving all these these um Bowsette iterations. I'm really That's loving the one them. I posted last night. Well, I didn't see it last night. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ichigo. What was your favorite cartoons growing up? Uh, well, I had an older sister, so a lot of the cartoons that I watched, if they weren't, um, things like WB50, um, Nickelodeon, when it was still cartoons and animations, um, uh, and then also Cartoon Network, when they were still doing a lot of Hanna-Barbera stuff, um, and the Jetsons and all that fun stuff. Um, the ones that I think I remember the most, and it's just because they were weird, was like Ulysses 31, I think was what it was called. Or like, it had a weird like name. I think that's what it was called. Ulysses 31? I'll have to look it up. Yeah, it was like, it was, it was very in the vein of like Robotech, where it was like Space Age, Voltron-y, but it had a lot more of like Greek mythology in it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, I just looked it up. This is something... This is a French-Japanese anime. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and I like I grew up, I watched a lot of anime and stuff like that because my sister had gone into it a little bit earlier than I had. Um, she liked to terrify me with things like uh, really? inappropriate movies for my age, yay. Um, and so it was, uh, you know, I watched Battle Angel Alita. I've talked mm. about that on the show. Um, I grew up watching um, Dirty Pair and things like that um, that were, I guess, more mature for my age group because I was a kid that grew up, I guess, with a higher mental capacity than a lot of other kids my age. Mm-hmm. Um, so I spent a lot of time watching TV. 
Um, because I also was one of those kids that was raised in a household where I had like a radio playing, a computer on, a TV going, which I know is like very privileged and stuff like that. But that's just like the the mental kind of environment that I was used to. So, yeah. like my Makochan had with like the multiple shows or like being able to DVR stuff. Um, I definitely did have like Tom and Jerry on. And then when that ended, I'd turn it to WB and 50 and watch mm-hmm. the animated series, like Batman, the animated series mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, so I kind of grew up in the era where the cartoon, uh, kind of revolution kind of started to die. So a lot of the stuff like Looney Tune adventures and all that stuff was kind well, of dying off Well, I, I, and everything. Well, I, I'll say, you know, I really, enjoy, <laughs> I, I had, that was my reason to get up, but it was like once, cable TV realized, you know, all these morning shows and stuff, it, it's, there was no reason to get up early if you didn't have cable, because if, if, if it wasn't on, for me it was CBS 2, NBC 4, Fox 5, uh, ABC 7, UPN 9, WB 11, if it wasn't on those, then it was no point. I do know that WB still does the, the Saturday morning stuff. They're like the last bastion of it, and here locally in New York, Channel 11, they actually did Saturday morning and Sunday morning because Sunday morning, I think that's where I would catch some episodes of Mega Man. I would catch, that's when I would catch Dragon Ball Z and some and other shows. Um, if we go in our chat room at live.vognetwork.com, Bob Coffey says he grew up with, uh, no, Anson Mark. Yeah, both of them, Robotech. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting, I had never seen Robotech before. I was hanging out with my best friend, uh, Justin, one time at his house watching TV. I didn't realize I was watching Robotech till he had mentioned it, because I was like, I never saw it growing up, you know, so. I also feel like PBS, uh, yeah. for those of us who grew up with that as yeah. a, an accessible. Yeah, yep. Carmen Sandiego, um, a Ghost Rider wasn't a cartoon, oh, but it was awesome. Oh, I love the uh, fuck out of that. <laughs> The Carmen but Sandiego like, game show was awesome. Yeah, yes, the Carmen Sandiego, all the game shows, like PBS, Arthur, I'm sure a lot of you know that aardvark, um, uh, and things means. like that. I feel like a lot of us can relate to those shows where even if you didn't have cable, you were still watching the Muppets and Sesame Street and all that stuff, but also like the the Arthur and, and those kind of shows as well. Um, and then also... We grew up in the era of VHS tapes, guys. Yeah. So there was Blockbuster, and yeah. there was, um, like, there was Blockbuster and dollar video rental and all yeah. that stuff. So and if the, you missed out on something. not But the thing is, even if you did miss out on it, remember, at the time, they would put out a tape of, of five or six episodes. That's what they would do. And, and, it, and guarantee you, it was not the episodes you wanted to see. You wanted to see the ones that you missed. And sometimes they weren't even in order. It was just five of the best. Now with yeah, five not- of the best, and then um, like you would go and scan through it yeah. and not see the episode you wanted to watch. But even if it was a replay, you watched it anyway because yeah. that- it was the VHS you had. And then they started, um, then they started doing that with the DVD releases, and then they're like, oh wait, yeah. we could fit all these episodes. And now here you go. Right after the show airs, you wait a couple of months. It's available streaming or on home video. Shit. As Ansem Mark is saying in the chat, also, I'm old enough to remember the freaking letter people, so get off my lawn. The letter pe- I don't... I love Monty Python. Yeah, I'm trying to blank on that uh, one, too. I, uh, I love Monty Python, and he's talking about how he grew up with, I guess, the original Doctor Who, which yep. I am definitely a fan of. Fourth Doctor. Um, 
Yeah, no, uh, yeah, you know, I, it's one of those things where if you go back far enough, you go to where people weren't watching TV at all, mm. <laughs> and they were listening to radio shows. Um. <laughs> Are you cold? Oh, wow. Now, okay, Marco, since you said you always watch Nick, tell me, do you remember Pinwheel? It sounds familiar, but I can't picture it. Because I used to spend my summers with my grandparents, and they had cable, and Nickelodeon had like a show similar to Sesame Street, but they called it Pinwheel, and it was oh awesome. god, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, speaking of USA Cartoon Express, yep. Oh, that was the joint. Oh, yeah, because that nice. had Ghostbusters on it. It, it did. I'm pretty damn sure. No, cause... I think that had Sailor Moon at one point as well too. No, yes. no, 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 no. I'm talking about early USA Cartoon Express when they had the Paw Paw Bears, Snorks, and stuff like, and Shirt Tails. I, yeah, I do all of know... that was on there too. Yeah, but it, I know it later. One of the I think one of the originals was Ghostbusters. I think that was like towards the mid '90s because I do remember USA was airing Sailor Moon for a while. I knew I knew that. But I remember watching uh, Ghostbusters, the real Ghostbusters on Fox 5, and then you had the other show, Ghostbusters, on WB11. Mm-hmm. All right. I think we've done enough nostalgia talking, so um, let's kick it off. Uh, Mako-chan, what's going on with Detective Conan now? Uh, so, yeah. Gosho Oyama's Detective Conan manga is about to take a nine-week hiatus. Yikes. Uh, it's starting with the magazine's next issue and will continue through the 52nd issue. Uh, Oyama will conduct research during the hiatus, and the manga will resume in the uh, in the mag- uh, in the magazine's 53rd issue. Uh, the manga actually just returned from a seven-week hiatus, which began on July 11th and ended on August 29th, and again... Ayama was uh, conducting research during the hiatus. Mm. So, yeah, um, there is a spinoff series, uh, Detective Conan Zero's Tea Time, which uh, has new chapters when the main Detective Conan manga is on hiatus and will not publish chapters of the manga otherwise. So I'm guessing you'll have uh, some of those manga chapters to look forward to. But yeah, I mean, it can definitely take the hiatus. Mm -hmm. It's not like there's not content out there. But if he's got to do research for the manga itself, maybe he just needs to tie up loose ends and end it maybe i mean seriously there's only so many times that you can murder somebody in a locked room and come up with a different way on how the person killed themselves i don't know it depends on how many times you can play clue yeah but even clue has a finite number of ways and combinations that you can put the characters that don't know each other but kind of know each other and then pipes and ice and rope and chairs like you can you can only do so many configurations of that i mean there been... might be a lot of the configurations but there are still a limited amount of them 
It true. You're going to run out eventually. Exactly. So I'm glad that he is doing so much research and hopefully it's doing well. But if seven weeks of research means not even a month of manga after that, and then you're going back to do more research, it makes me question what he's researching. I got nothing. But yeah, it gives me time to try and catch up because I haven't read the manga in quite a number of weeks. So I guess that buys you some time, huh? Yeah, if I even go up to read it. Oh, good. If this was the anime, it'd be we'd have a year and a half of filler to look forward to. Hmm. Yeah, no, I'm behind in all of my manga, just like I'm behind in all of my anime. Yeah, I'm starting to fall behind. I really need to start on the My Hero Academia manga. I'm hearing it's really good. It is super cute. Super good. It is super good. Well, then. All right. Maybe I'll get a chance to do that tomorrow. But in the meantime, it seems this past weekend at AWA, Anime Weekend Atlanta, the dub cast was announced for Osamatsu-san, or as Viz is calling it, Mr. Osamatsu. I think they should just leave it as Osamatsu-san, but it is what it is. But playing the six siblings, um, you have Billy Kamitz as Osamatsu, Chris Nyosi as Koromatsu. I think he also does a voice on Sailor Moon. Uh, Michael Center Nicholas as Jushimatsu, who was the mantle piece for Michelangelo in one of the Ninja Turtle series. Kyle McCarley as Ichimatsu, Ray Chase as Karamatsu, and Max Middleman as Totomatsu. And Viz is going to be doing the home video, streaming, and everything in between for it. We have no idea when this is coming out. Maybe if we're lucky, we might just see it on Toonami. Yeah, it sounds like... Ugh, pardon me. Yeah, mm-hmm. it sounds like something they would put on. I mean, fuck, they've, what, as Michael Chow was telling me over the weekend, they extended it, they're extending it by two more hours. Yep, nine to four. Christ on Damn. Dick. Was I seeing things, or did they have, or did their lineup say they had Salem and Crystal on it? That's fake. Fake, yeah. Yeah. Somebody basically took the actual lineup that's happening and wrote in a lot of the original um, Adult Swim and Toonami shows. But no, Sailor Moon is not part of it. Um, yeah, well, wishful thinking. But if you think about it, if you look at it, some of the fonts were off. So it's like, uh, you know. But um, honestly, I don't see... Viz airing Sailor Moon until they finish Sailor Stars on Hulu. Once once Sailor Stars is released, then I can see them airing the first season on Toonami. That I can see. Yeah, I can definitely see them actually showing Sailor Moon once it's fully redubbed. Mm-hmm. That way they can just start from the beginning and do all 200 in one go. So, Ari, what's going on with Death Note? 
Ah, speaking of Death Note from earlier. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, Funimation announced at the Anime Weekend Atlanta on Friday that it's uh, it has licensed Death Note, Death Note the Last Name, and Death Note Light Up the New World live action films. These companies, the company released the films on subtitle only on Blu-ray disc, DVD, and digital combo packs on January 22nd, 2009. The first two films to be bundled together. Uh, Death Note and Death Note the Last Name premiered in January in, J- in Japan in 2006 and were based on the story of Tsugumi Oba and Takeshi Oba's 2003-2006 manga, albeit with significant changes to the story's ending. The film starred Tatsuya Fujiwara, <coughs> Fujiwara as Light, Kenichi Matsuyama as L, Erika Toda as Misa Nami, and Shido Nakamura as the voice of Ryuk. Viz Media screened the films for U.S. For the films in U.S. theaters in 2008 and released, and released both on home video with an English dub. Death Note led up the New World debut on November 2016. The story takes place ten years after the event of the original story and features new characters who compete over six Death Notes on Earth. The film starred Masaki... Masaki Suda as Yuki Shien, a cyber terrorist who rever- reveres Kira. Sosuke Ikematsu as Ryuzaki, L's successor and world famous detective. Masahiro Higashide as Sukuro Mishima, an investigator pursuing the Death Notes. And Rina Kawaii, that's kind of awkward to pronounce, <laughs> as Sakura Aoi, an indiscriminate murder in possession of a Death Note. The main cast from the first film also reprised their roles in the sequel. And a spin-off live-action film, L Change World, debuted in Japan in 2008, though Funimation has not required a license for this title. So yeah, we're getting... you. Know, so yeah, we're getting you know, Death Note on DVD. I actually thought it was already... I thought Viz had already put it out. I was like, wait, what? Did I miss something? You know? Mm-hmm. But, um... This is not like Turner. Well, they are doing a second movie, so. God help us all. Look, look, personally, I don't see a problem with it. Because I look at it this way. If somebody's bitching about it, they're going to have that 1% group that's going to be like, watch the anime. Plus one thing. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with it either, but I just know that it just stirs up a gigantic shitstorm every time it's mentioned. True, true. I mean, you got the purists and the chaotic and all of that shit, you know. <sighs> you, 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 you can't. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Anywho. Let's see, is this the folder I'm, I'm looking for? Explorer folder. Come on. Uh. I got stuff, oh, I got files all over the damn place here. Oh, anywho, while I pull this together, uh, Ichigo, what's going on with Macross? I'm going to tell you all about Macross and how the franchise is getting a new film and new crossover concerts. The Wakure Senjo no Premium Live event at Toyosu Pit announced in Tokyo on Sunday. The production has been greenlit on a new Macross Delta film. Uh... Uh, the event has also announced that Macross will hold two crossover live 2019 Makuhari Messe concerts in June. And the announcement specifically described an upcoming film as uh, opposed to 
This year's movie, which is Macross Delta, the movie Passionate Wakure, which compiled earlier television anime footage with some new sequences. The Macross Live 2019 Makahare Messe concerts will feature singers from every Macross television series. In particular, they will include Mari Ijima. Uh, the first series is Lin Minmei, Yoshiki Fukuyama, Macross 7's Basara Neki, Chie Kajiura, uh, Macross 7's Mylene Genius, uh, Mayan, Macross Frontier's Shell Nome, Megumi Nakajima, Macross Frontier's Ranka Lee, and five Wakure Idols from Macross Delta. The concerts will take place at the Makahiru Mese uh, Venues International Exhibition Halls in Chiba in June, and people can apply for random drawings for the first round of tickets in September and October. All that information is on Macross's website. Uh, Digestive, the previous Wakure Third Live, began streaming on Flying Dog's YouTube channel at 9 p.m. on Sunday. Um, yeah, so if you love Macross, definitely go check it out. See, what's playing right now is Tokoseki Love Heart. It's one of my, it's like the Macross, my Macross go-to song. Because I heard on one of the streaming stations back in the day. And that's how I kind of discovered more of this. I do like Firebomber, but I haven't really been following Macross lately. From what I'm telling, from what I'm hearing, it's like they're trying to go the idle route to make itself relevant. And I'm just like, didn't AKB0048 do that already? Yes. And somewhere there's a fanboy screaming bloody murder at that comment. <laughs> Let's see what else is on the, on the agenda tonight. And Bob sees like, wait, this sounds familiar. Is this Maya Fukuyama doing a tokaseki? Yes, this is from the live concert. And of course, Anson Mark's side eyes. <laughs> I told you there, there, there would be a trigger fanboy somewhere out there. Sorry, dude. <laughs> uh... Oh, look, Mako. It's back to your fandoms once again. Yes, it is. So, uh, yeah. Monkey Punch's famous thief is stealing the show at Universal Studios Japan. Lupin the Third will be at the park for a limited time, beginning in January as part of the fifth round of Universal Studios' Cool Japan Attractions. So the park's XR ride, which is currently home to the EVA ride, is going to be getting a Lupin makeover. Uh, the entertainment restaurant will also be transformed into the kind of hard-boiled eatery the gang might frequent. So, yeah, the new Cool Japan attractions will kick off at Universal Studios Japan beginning on January 18th and will run until May 26th. Mm. So far, the lineup only includes Lupin the Third, uh, but some of the past lineups have included Detective Conan, uh, which was an escape game and a mystery restaurant, Final Fantasy and Eva Roller Coaster Rides, a One Piece stage show, and the Sailor Moon 4D theater screening. Also part of this is uh, Universal Studios is offering a stay in its new Switches Room, the hotel's fourth in a series of horror-themed accommodations. The newest themed rooms will be available from September 1st to December 20th, and the guests that stay there must be at least 15 years old. Hmm. 
I would love them to bring this stuff to the Universal here, but I know they won't. I mean, because just it's just not popular enough. Exactly. It might happen if we get a uh, Nintendo Land, so. Well, probably not because gamings are a lot more popular than anime yeah, right. is. Especially, you know, some of the anime that happens to be part of this. I mean, you figure the anime that's been put into Universal Studios would be on par with The Simpsons. Like, the popularity here of The Simpsons is what the popularity of just about any anime in Japan is. Mm -hmm. Um, But the problem with that is The Simpsons, you know, has a wider range, uh, global range, and unfortunately the anime does not. Which sucks because I want to go to all of this shit. Mm. I know you do. And unfortunately, it's pretty damn expensive. Yeah. It's it's almost $100 per ticket just to go to Universal Japan. Jesus. Uh, it's it, about that. Well, they also offer a bit more, from my experience, than oh, a lot I, of I the American places do. I completely agree. Um, it does suck that it costs that much, but they do tend to offer yeah. a little bit more as far as exhibitions and shows and interactive situations Definitely. And, and quality. Um, not to say the American Universal is not good. Like, I've enjoyed it. I love Halloween Horror Nights. I've gone there once, but it was like the most amazing time ever. I scared the zombies because I was just smiling ear to ear the whole time. <laughs> um, well. They wouldn't approach me, and I was just so excited. I wanted to be scared, but none of them would scare me, and I was so t- sad. Anyway, but Honestly, yeah. I haven't been to Universal in like 20-some-odd years. I... The only downside is that the houses we went to at the Universal uh, in Florida, uh, they had a few great houses, like Cabin in the Woods and stuff like that. But like the ones that were translated from Japanese culture, like uh, they had a Resident Evil house. The nemesis looked like a giant scrotum, which is mm. unfortunate for nemesis. Um, but yeah, you can continue, Mako. <laughs> but it was, it, I mean, it's fun, but I definitely see that the price will reflect the quality and, and amount of, of programming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's, I, I really want to go. Hell, I just want to go to the Universal here. Travel is a bitch. <laughs> But I really wish that they would bring some of this stuff over here. I know with at least um, going to Disney and Epcot, there is there are actually a couple of stores in their uh, Japanese area, their Japan area, that sell Japanese merchandise, uh, like manga and plushies. And the last time I went, they had Sailor Moon stuff. So, we get some of it, just differently, I guess. It works. But I want to go. <laughs> One day you'll go. One day. I wish they would at least bring the cafes here. I mean, there are always pop-up cafes in Japan as well. 
So I don't see why they couldn't bring one of the cafe themes here into, you know, New York City or L.A. or some other big populated city just for a week. Unfortunately, coming from the opposite side of someone who has made these kind of cafes popular and and possible, um, unfortunately, a lot of it is, is there going to be a monetary reward for the company? And two, is it going to cost them more to bring over merch, staff, um, supplies, and all that stuff to the States? Even if they source some of the stuff from the States, and a lot of the time, the benefit to them is null or void, um, which is another reason uh, a lot of my Lolita friends, we were also talking about like a pop-up store for Lolita or alternative fashions. Um, But even the stores that have a mainstay culture in uh, New York or L.A., have had to either split their spaces um, or like Tokyo Rebel and Baby does in New York and had move, had to have moved locations multiple times mm-hmm. or they have to close down and then they wait a few years and then they reopen again. But 99% of the time, there's just not a market for it here. It's I, just well, not the culture that we can facilitate, which is why made cafes tend to go out of business because it's just not... It's not, it. while nerd is cool now, it's not generalized. It's not. It's not the huge moneymaker we all want it to be. Um, unless, oh, wait, I, wait, wait, I, I unless agree you're, with that. Un, That's unless, why I well, said only for a week. Well, unless you're like, yeah. unless you're I like definitely Sanrio. don't think it would be able to do well long term, but then the Japanese ones don't do well long term. No, and that's and that's another reason why I was like saying is that like even if it even if they only ran it for a week, is there a, is there a marketable benefit for them? Are they going to see sales grow from what the sales already are? And unfortunately, in my eyes, in the American market, there's just not going to be enough growth for them to see the benefit of bringing over those kind of uh, I don't know like man, like draw to to the American public because we're not their market that is spending the amount of money that they want mm-hmm. on their product that's that's what i see but i could be completely wrong so well unless you're sanrio but then again you know yeah but they don't even do the sanrio stuff true they might have a pop-up so, thing but yeah, it's but only the, for a day yeah and, yeah it's a and pop-up the, cafe and that, it's not even a full truck it's actually well, like no 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 no, no, no. i'm talking about when they had the store but then again when they had the sanrio store a quarter of it was actual japanese goods where everything else was just touristy shit yeah because unfortunately that's just what the american market goes for is that if you're yeah. not in the right target market then you either have to be kawaii as shit which is me, or you have to be like super kitsch. Like you have to find that market balance where it is something that will continue to bring people in, such as a comic book store or a geekware store or vending only at events that are targeted towards your market. Like when industry comes to conventions, I could see something where maybe Sanrio or um, Loop on the Third or whatever companies run them reach out to a convention and maybe do a themed cafe for the year. But then there's also the issues of uh, trademarking. um, Similar to what AUSA does, they have their contracts because they want the characters that the maids and butlers are to be exclusive. So there's just a lot of politics and stuff that would go behind it as well, even if they're in a place 
where it might just be a pop-up for a weekend or a week at a convention where people are actually paying tickets to get in to go to the event. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those really messy areas where it's not quite the right market, but it's also, I think it's not going to be the right market for the next decade, unfortunately. Geek culture, as much as we want it to bring in the money and we see the money there, unfortunately, if you are not in like the right place at the right time, it is very similar to fashion where it is cutthroat and many businesses do fail before they even get off the floor. And this is even for pop-ups. This is even for anything. Um, but yeah, that's I can go on for this. This is something that yeah, I focus yeah, on a lot of. Yeah, so. yeah, that's ooh, that's a lot. Um, let's see what else do we have here. Um, well, let's switch things over to cracked anime. Um, Pop Team Epic gets a TV special. The date of this TV special doesn't surprise me in the least. It's going to be on April 1st, and it's going to be called Bob Epic Team. It's going, oh, boy. Yeah, it's actually going to be called <coughs> excuse me, the Pop Team Epic Special Event Popcast Epic. It was announced in Chiba on Sunday that a new special will air on April 1st, 2019. The anime adapt, well... They're going to bring in more information about it, but here, but here's a bit of a breakdown. The anime adapts a four-panel manga by B-Cup Okawa that centers around two 14-year-olds, the short Popuko and the tall Pipimi. Um, the earlier television series that premiered back in January 6th, it was on High Dive, Funimation, Crunchyroll, Asian Crush, Amazon Prime Video. Wow, I did not know that one. It looks like it was a simulcast. And, uh, it was also on Toonami as well, starting uh, June 30th. The television series uh, Bob Epic Team, uh, s- pronounced Bubble Any Mimi, okay, segments were compiled into a standalone Blu-ray disc that includes all 22 previously released segments by the production team Akbu, plus two new segments, a high-speed Kamishiba paper theater collection of the Hell Shaky Yano segment, and original stickers. The Blu-ray was released was debuted during the weekend's event. April 1st, 2019 will mark the second anniversary of the original announcement of the anime adaptation. Wow. That's sort of that's kind of like, going that long, huh? No, it's that it's that it's kind of like it's kind of trolling in a way if you think about it. Well, it's trolling the fact that it's going to be on April 1st. Yeah. Yeah. Like for, for all we know, you know, they're gonna say something like, "We're gonna play every single episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force on Adult Swim on April 1st. and you get exactly that. All every single episode played at the same time, you know, shrunk down so that they all fit on the screen at the same time, and all going at, the, and <clears throat> all all the audio tracks for all 100 plus episodes blaring at you at once. Mm. Well, it is what it is. Let's see. Like here, let me show you. Mm-hmm. Hang on, let me show you something else. It's a, it's a Billy Mays thing. Okay. It's where someone you know, does that with all the Billy Mays's old uh, infomercials. Let yeah. me show if I can find a clip. Live radio voice. 
Okay, I like, I want to play. I want you to play it on your end because I don't think it would sound as good on mine. But also hearing like thirty some odd Billy Mays screaming at me at the same time is just. Oh God! All right. Um. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VogNetwork.com, use the passphrase "underwear." Hi, Billy Mays. No. Yeah, like that. My soul left my body first. <laughs> and the sad part is, I didn't have time to switch to audio output, so sorry. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry I brought that up. I feel like that's like they need to do that with the Sham Wow guy, too. Hmm. Skype just disappeared for me, guys. That's because you minimized it. No, I didn't minimize it. Well, the we're. App- well, we still hear you. We're yeah, still you're still to you, here, so. so. That's weird as fuck. Yay, Skype, you're awesome. Never change, except change everything you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it is what it is. All right. Uh, I guess are we moving on to dancing along with Evie while Skype yes. again tries to kill me? Something like that. And for the record, I would love to see you as a Lolita Evie. Oh my gosh, I have a Slivion dress I'm working on because Fairy is winning. Okay. Mm. But yeah, um, all of those in the chat, or if you're joining us here on the podcast, post your favorite evolution in the chat for me so I can judge all of you. I mean, love <laughs> you dearly. Um, anyway, <laughs> that tea being spilled, dance along to Evie's official marching song. I'm sure that this was the same song that went out with the mascots. Uh, I think the Pikachu mascots were dressing up as Eevee, or there were some Eevee mascot costumes that went out. But when the Pikachu invasion event first started in Yokohama, a Pikachu dance was introduced as part of that celebration, and several celebrities even danced along. The same dance later made an appearance in Pokemon Sun and Pokemon Moon video games as part of the animation for Pikachu Z's moves. Um, Evie, however, didn't have an official dance. At least it didn't until now. The furry and brown Pokemon has slowly infiltrated various locations and events related to Pikachu, including the Yokohama Invasion Festival this year, all to promote the upcoming release of Pokemon Let's Go Eevee! Nintendo Switch game. Eevee is going to need an official song and dance to get the crowds riled up. The Eevee March song is performed by Muwan with choreography by duo Pow Pow Channel, Evie March is also included in Muon's first studio album, Hikikomori Joho Jakusho, released on July 4th. And it's super cute and super fluffy. And if you've been looking at any novelty goods that they have going on at the Pokemon Center in Japan, they have a bunch of characters dressed up as Evie. Um, or they did earlier this year when this first came out in July. And now they have a lot more Halloween stuff. They have a trick team and a treat team. So if you are into Halloween Pokemon, go check it out. Let's take a look at this real quick. Let's see. Oh, that is precious. It's adorable. Yeah. That is kind of cute. Mm-hmm. I might have to save that for an upcoming pre-show. You could also play the Pikachu song, too. I could do that, too. 
And now, Ari, what's up with Bluefin? Because this this definitely caught me off guard. Uh, let's see. Bandai Namco Holdings announced on one day that it has acquired an 80% controlling stake in Nippon Imports, LLC, the collectible toy sales company that owns and operates under the brand and trade name Bluefin. The company will establish a new subsidiary named Bandai Namco Collectibles in October that will continue to operate under the Bluefin name and will begin operations in January. Nippon Imports LLC founder and CEO Steve Fujimura will serve as the new subsidiary CEO and will maintain a 20% stake in the company. Bandai Namco America Senior Vice President Koji Iwata will be the COO. Bandai Namco Holdings noted in the announcement that it acquired Bluefin to strengthen and speed up its merchandise sales in the North American hobby collectibles market, to use Bluefin's local business knowledge in organizing fan-oriented events, and to use its existing distribution network. Nippon Imports LLC under the Bluefin brand imports and offers Japanese collectible toys in the North American market, including Gundam models. So we're getting an influx of things like more Gundam models of more... Uh, you know, tech and merch and shit like that. Probably so, because I think, because a lot of people know Bluefin, but if, if they see on their Bandai Namco collectibles or something like that, that will probably increase the profit margin because of brand name recognition. Mm-hmm. And let's go into our chat room real quick before we go into strange news from Japan. Um, Onsen Mark says, perfect hair forever was stupid. And in local news, Water is wet and grass is still green. Uh-huh. And speaking about April Fools, uh, April first, Doctor Tatsuya says, "I remember the one year that they showed the entirely Aquatine Hunger Force movie in a tiny box in the entire in a tiny box up in the corner the entire night." Yeah, literally one pixel wide. That's wow. One. Adult Swim is full of fucking trolls. I know. I, I I just find it funny that they actually believe for the longest time their original content was better than the licensed anime that they showed. Yeah. Mm. Sure. Anywho, now that we got that out the way, it's time for the part of the show that you all enjoy more than anything else. Um, strange news from Japan. If I could actually... See if I can find a damn track because I'm looking at the playlist of all the songs. I'm just like, my eyes can't. Fo- Here we go. I'm so used to that track being in one section, and my eyes go to it's like, nope, that's something else. All right, so don't all don't everyone all speak at once. Well, I guess I'll start with the first one since I started talking about it anyway. Okay, can I take the second one? Because sure, I've I've, all, I've been about all the uh, Olympic stuff. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. And I'll snatch the last one. Ha 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 ha. Heyo. Alright, so, yeah. Going back to what I was saying about The Simpsons. It seems that Japanese Twitter users were kind of shocked over just how much the voice actors earn. So, originally published in English last year, the article says that uh, Dan Castellaneta, who does Homer, Julie Cavern, who does uh, Marge, Nancy Cartwright, Bart, Yardley Smith, Lisa, Hank Azaria, Moe, and Harry Shearer, Mr. Burns, each make 
$1,000 per episode. With most one-year Simpsons episodes consisting of about 22 episode episodes, that works out to be about $6.6 million a year. Compared to that, the $70 million or $630,000 top-earning Japanese voice actress um, Megumi Hayashibara, who is uh, Ray from Eva and Lena from Slayers, um, that's all she earned in 2017. So, yeah, you're talking about a huge difference from our top earners to their top earners. And while it is very dramatic and it's only, you know, it's 22 episodes versus 13 episodes. There's also, you know, this whole thing about how much they, how much the, you know, the cast itself and the entry level you know, mm-hmm. people earn during that too. Uh, so one website says that an average entry-level regular cast member for a Japanese anime uh, only makes about three hundred and forty dollars per episode. Mm. So, I mean, but you also have to understand, um, and this goes into that, that the voice actors for The Simpsons voice multiple characters. Mm-hmm. So, it's not just Homer, but it's Homer and Krusty and Groundkeeper's Willie. And, you know, it, it's very unusual for a Japanese voice actor to voice more than one character in the same series. Um, but they also don't usually voice more than one series at a time. On the other hand, as I was saying before, The Simpsons is a worldwide phenomenon. Mm-hmm. This is not just some American niche kind of, you know, show. If you want to compare, you know, that kind of stuff, you have to look at what is popular here in America versus what is popular in Japan. That's where you kind of get your, you know, your normal money's in there you look to shows that you know you've got your adult stuff like bojack horseman you've got your kids stuff like anything that is actually non-anime that plays on nickelodeon and cartoon network so those are where they're you know where things should be looking whereas if you want to look at you know, Simpsons, you want to look more at worldwide released animated movies. Yep. Or even world ro- worldwide released live action TV sh- series. Because that's where, you know, The Simpsons has been running forever. So... At least 25, maybe 30 years. Yeah, so you're also talking about, you know... They weren't making that when the series first aired. Mm-hmm. They were making closer to what all of these Japanese voice actors make on their 13-episode-only series. You get to a point where the series, like Simpsons, is doing so well that 
they basically have to pay the voice actors to stay with the series to not really venture outside to not work competitively and to basically be typecast forever yeah and i actually got into an argument on facebook when this post uh went onto their facebook i actually got into an argument with people on it because they weren't seeing that the simpsons is very very different than say something like sailor moon mm-hmm. fucking weebs pretty much eh, fuck do they know absolutely nothing the defense for us <laughs> shit Moving right along. Well, we're going to move on to something completely different. Oh, wait. It's Ari, isn't it? Isn't Ari Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, there we go. Tokyo Olympics organizers offered to pay volunteers 125 yen an hour, which is $1.13 U.S. What? With the equivalent of one vending machine drink an hour be enough to ga- gather 80,000 volunteers that they're seeking. Ever since Tokyo was chosen as host city for the 2020 Olympics and Paralympics, something right out of Akira, people across Japan have been excited by the prospect of watching the finest athletes in the world compete on Japanese soil. <clears throat> However, the public has shown decidedly yet less enthusiasm about volunteering when the games actually begin. First came concerns over the lofty credentials the Tokyo Olympic Organizing Committee was looking for in volunteers. But recently, the issues critics are most vocal about is the drain on potential volunteers' time and finances. In hopes of encouraging students to volunteer, a proposal have been made such as shifting exam periods as to not overlap with the games or awarding course credits for volunteer activities. And now the organizing committee is adding a bit of monetary incentive too, as of as on September 18th, it approved a plan to pay volunteers a flat per day amount. Volunteers will be given 1,000 yen, or $9 per day, provided they work at least an eight-hour shift, which includes breaks and standby periods. However, this is a salary for services rendered. The payment is intended as compensation to cover volunteers' transport expenses to and from the venues they'll be working at, since no lodging is being provided. The committee says 1,000 yen per day is the maximum amount they can offer for volunteers while remaining within the budget constraints for the games. However... With Olympic sponsors say they have to pledge some 400 billion yen, some critics think the committee can do better than paying volunteers 125 yen per hour. Venting, <clears throat> venting their frustration online with such comments like, cheap, so the members of the organizing committee only get 1,000 yen a day too, right? That'd be nice. Mm. Like 1,000 yen? Is that number missing a zero? It's like they're making fun of the volunteers. Is there some reason I don't want to pay more than that? If paying volunteers more than a thousand yen a day is going to wreck your budget, then don't host the Olympics. <clears throat> of course, one could make the argument, but volunteering by definition is doing something without any compensation given in return, and that by met- that by by that metric, it's actually generous of the community to be making any gesture to cover transportation costs. As a thousand yen should cover most single-day round trip transportation routes for volunteers living in Tokyo. The official start of the volunteer science is coming up on September 26, at which time the committee will get its first real chance to gauge whether or not it's done enough to attract the 80,000 volunteers seeking, or whether or not it needs to up the ante. 
But fuck me, that is super cheap. Like, that's not even worth it. I know, right? That's not even the cost of most vending machines. You might... At least in, like, the Tokyo area. Like, the, most vending machines are a dollar or 150 yen to 175 yen for a drink. So, like, it's not even a drink, man. I mean, that can, um... You might get one game of Street Fighter out of that. You're paying a volunteer, though. Volunteers are supposed to be doing this for free. It's true. It's like Homer Simpson says, Do you know that these so-called volunteers don't even get paid? See, what, they, what they should have done was phrase this where they'd be reimbursed for travel expenses, you know? That's what they should have done or said something like that. Well, if nothing else, it's the case of, like, conventions. They have volunteers, but mm -hmm. there are privileges for the volunteers that other people who do not volunteer get. Mm -hmm. And there may not be a monetary compensation, but meals. Or, unfortunately, in this case, they're not providing uh, a, a place to sleep for the evening. So, like, all these people are going to have to travel in and out of town. They're either going to have to pack their own lunches or pay for their own food. Um, and they're going to be basically supplying... Uh, a lot of labor for especially the Olympics. I can't imagine working the Olympics anywhere. That is just ridiculous. Um, yeah, and, and I think one of the one of the things you have to be when you volunteer is bilingual. Mm -hmm. mm. So they're looking for a crap ton of volunteers who are bilingual or trilingual. Yeah. Or more, because they're going to have people from China. They're going to have people from other countries. They're going to have people from um, America, from England, from Ireland. Like, they're going to have... The Olympics brings everyone. Mm -hmm. So they're looking definitely, Mako, they're definitely looking for a special set of skills. Not Liam Neeson, but, like, <laughs> very close. Yeah, so, I mean, the fact that they had issues when they hosted the Olympics the last time, trying to get people to actually volunteer they're not exactly doing a very good job of getting people to volunteer now like I think one of the ways that they were going to try and get people to volunteer this year or this time was to do college credits I think mm. so I mean not for nothing but that would be kind of cool getting college credits for volunteering but at the same time if you're getting college credits for volunteering shouldn't you be at school studying logic what is that yeah whenever the olympics come to town most of the logic of any country that holds them is like sports pretty much because most of the countries that host them end up you know that area ends up going into huge debt What's this huge about Greece, debt. 2004? Yeah. <laughs> like, huge debt. The place is defunct. Um, most of the fields are going to go to shit because there's no finance for them. There's not going to be any stores. There's not going to be any environmental recumference, like, re, re, like, coop from that recovery. situation. Recovery. Um, from that. Like, it's legitimately the world kind of just, or the country, throwing money into a pit and going, it's pretty! Mm -hmm. And then, like, I will say this though, like, to the Greece uh, 2004, they had the best, you know, Olympic cauldron ever. It looked like a gigantic ass joint on roach clips. 
Classy. And now Yay. for something completely, completely different. <laughs> a Japanese teen offers to catch a purse snatcher for an elderly woman. <gasps> but is actually helping to rob her. <laughs> Bait and switch, guys. Uh, police catch a fake hero who didn't even end up in My Hero Academia. I mean, who didn't even try to catch a thief for a 73-year-old victim. The Aichi Prefectural Police reported on the night of July 30th, a 73-year-old woman was walking through the Nakagawa Ward of Nagoya, the prefecture's capital city, while carrying two handbags. Suddenly, a boy of 14 or 15 years of age came up behind her and snatched her belongings, sprinting off as his energetically youthful legs carried him off into the night. Mm. <laughs> what is this? Some type of, like, fanfic about this. Um, anyway, uh, but luck seemed to be on the woman's side. As the crime took place in sight of another young man of about about the same age as a purse snatcher, and he said he'd catch the thief. Um, and and the person who's writing this article likes to be quite verbose. He said he gallantly promised. Yeah. So wait here. It's all about uh, that and, honor. <laughs> I know, right? Gosh, paladin. Um, and with that, her would-be spry savior was off in hot pursuit. All right, novelist. Um, however, the second youth never came back. Granted, being kind of heart doesn't make you fleet of foot, and it could have been that the thief simply outran him. But even in that case, shouldn't he have come back to tell the woman he'd been unable to catch the thief, considering that he told her to wait there at the scene of the crime? In actuality, it turned out that the second boy hadn't failed at his attempted justice, but had succeeded in his secret criminal ambitions. Ah, chaotic neutral. So what works for you? When he didn't return, the woman instead reported the theft to police, and on September 19th, the authorities announced that they'd arrested the boy who'd offered to help the woman, since he was in the perch snatching from the very start. The total of three arrests have been made in relation to the incident. A 15-year-old Nagoya middle school student, a 15-year-old Nagoya high school student, and a 14-year-old middle schooler from Oharu, the town neighboring Nagoya, which specific role each played has not been made public i'm sure it's because they're juveniles mm. um by having one member of the group offer to catch the thief and telling the woman to wait where she was they hoped to delay the report of the crime until they'd made their collective escape the three boys had become acquainted on twitter and when questioned by police uh said they'd committed the crime because we wanted money to have fun with they pegged the value of her stolen belongings to a very specific $137, or 15,200 yen. It's sad to think that the woman managed to simultaneously become a victim of a selfish crime and what outwardly appeared to be a random act of kindness. And while this isn't a common MO for criminals in Japan, it's worth remembering that a genuinely moral person who recovers your belongings will turn them over to the authorities, who can then reunite them with you as long as the theft is on record, or your ID is in the purse. Uh, after all, in a world where you can't even trust a monster-fighting hero... A uh, common rider to be on the right side of the law, your best bet is always to go to the police. Uh, or if you're not, uh, like, if you're not a local and you don't live in Japan, definitely go to the embassy or wherever you need to to make sure you get your belongings back. Anyway, mm -hmm. yeah, that's a, uh, that's, that's a uh, rogue uh, kind of thing. Yeah, that kind of sucks. Um, yeah, that, that, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, that was quite interesting. 
<sighs> yeah, this was a trip, wasn't it? <sighs> I'll tell you one thing. It was a novel. It certainly was. I think on that note, we should take our last break and wrap up the show. Oh, yeah. Sounds good. Fine yeah. with that. Yeah. So we're going to go pay some bills. So we'll be back. We'll return after these messages.
Fantastic Battle Armored Samurai. the other worldly forces of the evil dynasty calling on the spirits of ancient samurai warriors all five have been given super powered fighting skills and weapons to wield against this tyranny Tabby Paw Pie for me before the bell Sword Thunder Power Sweet. Card gathers up the cloud. Expect the unexpected now. The secrets of the cloud were all a mystery. But when this mighty book was open, the powers were set free. Card captors, a mystic adventure. Card captors, a quest for all time. Each card possesses a power all its own. To find them to bring the power home. Hard captors, a mystic adventure. Hard captors, a quest for all time. Hard captors. Well, that didn't pan out as I realized. I might have to go back and re-edit that one. Ugh. Oops. Yeah. Let, let, let me mark it in there. So, anywho, thanks for listening. Thank you for supporting us. I hope you really enjoyed our back-to-school pre-show. If you missed it, well, be back here next year for, for it again. But it'll probably be different songs. But, uh, yeah. So if you like the show, tell a friend, they in turn will tell another friend, so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So we, what well, we tell you what we like and don't like, we mean that. So yeah. So if you have any questions about the show, any suggestions or anything like that, 
drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We are here to believe you. Check out our website at animejamsession.com where we post links to our YouTube videos, our Facebook photos, our weekly podcasts, cosplay tips and tutorials and videos, convention reviews, anime reviews, and so much more. I know we're a bit lacking, but we do this for fun, so you know we'll try to get you some cool stuff as we possibly can. And don't forget, we have an amazing uh, tutorial up brought to us by Uni. She, she didn't do it, but she knows she has a nice talent collection of talented people that she that she shows us some cool stuff. And she also has a interview up from us from Small Rini Lady. Check it out on AnimeJamSession.com. And don't forget to check us out on podcasting sites such as iTunes, Stitcher, Groove, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and Player FM. Some of these sites have like five-star like reviews and stuff, so if you have the chance, give us a review. We would like to hear from you. We really want to know what you think. And don't forget, we're on social media. You can find us at you under YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook at Anime Jam Session. And to all of our fans out there that follow us, thank you so much. We could not do this show without you. And don't forget, we're back here at VOG Network. We're live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. with Uncle Presentations Thursdays at 2 p.m. So we're going to go around the room. Last words. Ichigo. I'm going to go sew some stuff. Okay. Sew you later. Ari. <clears throat> My feed is blowing up with images of gritty. Mako. It is, it is glorious and horrible at the same time. Oh, oh good lord. Mako. I'm going to go to bed now. I am probably going to pack stuff to take to work tomorrow for lunch and all that good stuff. So that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode and some more cool stuff. So I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigo. Say goodnight, Ichigo. Good night, Mako-chan. God damn it. <laughs> They're all curveball at you that time, huh? Yeah. Anyway, good night, y'all. Good night. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, dammit. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!